If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, and uh, we're going to say this together in just a minute, but I want you to write this down. This year, Breakthrough will visit my house. Write that down, please. Uh, if you don't have anything to write with, put it in your cell phone or commit it to your memory. Uh, este, esta noche vamos a escribir esto. Este año el avance llegará a mi casa. Si usted no tiene cómo escribirlo, póngalo en su teléfono celular o como usted pueda o cométalo a la memoria. All right, did you write that down? This year, breakthrough will visit my house. How many of you need breakthrough in your house? How many of you could use breakthrough in your house? ¿Cuántos quieren el avance en su casa? All right, let's say it together. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. One more time. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. One more time, Kingsway. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. All right, are you ready tonight? God wants to speak to us. Dios quiere hablar a nosotros esta noche. Now, we're going to be studying out of 1 Kings chapter 16. Vamos a estar estudiando, uh, pardon, chapter 17, de Primera de Reyes, capítulo 17. Uh, we'll start at verse 8. Vamos a comenzar en el verso 8. Uh, we'll start in verse 8 and read down a few verses there. Vamos a leer más o menos hasta el verso 16. Praise the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks, and she called, and he called her and said, Please get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. As she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in a bowl and a little oil in a jar. And behold, I am gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Then Elijah said to her, do not fear, go do as I said, but make me a little bread cake from it first and bring it out to me. And afterward, make one for yourself and for your son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty, until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. And the bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that you will speak to us by the power of your word. And I pray that you will anoint my lips of clay to teach the word of the living God. We ask that in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. All right, let's say it again. This year, breakthrough 
will visit my house. Well, who is breakthrough? What is breakthrough? ¿Qué es el avance? I want you to know tonight that breakthrough is a person. Uh, breakthrough is not a thing in the Bible. It is a person who does a thing. El avance es una persona, no es una cosa. When you read the Bible, you discover that God wants to visit the house of his people. Usted descubre que Dios quiere visitar la casa de su pueblo. And if you look at 1 Chronicles chapter 14, verse 10 and 11, si usted um, mira Primera de Crónicas, capítulo 14, verso 10 y 11, the Bible said that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against my enemies? And will you give them into my hand? Then the Lord said to him, Go up, for I will give them into your hand and defeat them there. And David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like the breakthrough of waters. Therefore, he named that place Lord of the Breakthrough. And that in, in, invites us to understand tonight that God is a God of breakthrough. Nuestro Dios es el Dios de el avance. Somebody say amen. amen. So when we say breakthrough is going to visit my house, we're saying God is going to visit my house this year. Cuando decimos que el, el avance va a visitar nuestra casa, usted y yo estamos diciendo Dios me va a visitar este año. Now we ended the year talking about the homemaker. Terminamos el año hablando de el amo de la casa. How many of you know who the homemaker is? ¿Cuántos conocen al amo de la casa? God is the homemaker. Dios es el amo de la casa. And listen, he was preparing us through that message for what he wants to say to us at the beginning of this year. He wants to visit your house in supernatural ways in 2020. Dios quiere visitar tu casa en una manera supernatural en el año 2020. Somebody should say amen. Now listen to this. Genesis chapter 50 verse 24. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am dying, but God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land to the land which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Genesis 50, verso 24, José está para morir y dice, Yo me estoy muriendo, pero Jehová ciertamente visitará la casa de Israel. Y los sacará. Look at what Joseph is saying. He's saying, I'm about to die, but God is going to visit you. Yo me estoy para morir, pero Dios te va a visitar. Guess what? 2019 is dead. And God says, I am going to visit you this year. Somebody say amen. Dios dice, yo te voy a visitar este año. And then Joseph gives an instruction. Luego José da una instrucción. And he says, um, when you leave, I want you to take my bones with you. José les dice, cuando ustedes uh, salgan de aquí, cuando Jehová visite a Israel, quiero que se lleven a mis huesos con, mi, con ustedes. I don't want to be buried forever in Egypt. I want to be buried at home, in my homeland. Yo quiero que me sepulten en mi tierra. So Joseph, when the, when the nation of Israel was visited by God 400 years later, 400 años después, 
Jehová visitó a Israel en Egipto. He brought them out of Egypt, los sacó de Egipto. And the Bible said they carried with them the, the bones of Joseph. Cargaron con ellos el, a los huesos de, de José. You can just imagine, for 40 years in the wilderness, they carried around the casket of Joseph. Ellos cargaron el cajón, uh, el ataúd de David, por 40 años en el desierto. But finally, when they crossed into the promised land, Joseph made it home. Después, cuando ellos cruzaron a la tierra prometida, José llegó a casa. The Bible said that by faith, Joseph spoke concerning that day. Por la fe, José habló. And he didn't know when God was going to visit. He didn't know how God was going to visit, but he knew that God was going to visit and he wanted to be a part of it even in his death. Él quería ser parte de la visitación de Dios aún en su muerte. Psalm 115, verse 12, el Salmo 115, verso 12, it says, the Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us and he will bless the house of Israel and he will bless the house of Aaron. I want you to say this with me. The Lord has been mindful of me and he will bless me and he will bless my house. Say that again. The Lord has been mindful of me and he will bless me and he will bless my house. Jeremiah 29 verse 10. Jeremías 29 verso 10. For thus said the Lord, when 70 years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. Dice en Jeremías 29, 10, Jehová hablando, cuando se hayan terminado los 70 años de Babilonia, yo los visitaré y cumpliré mi buena palabra hacia ti. God is going to visit you this year. Say amen, somebody. And he's going to fulfill his good word to you. How many of you are ready for a year of manifestation? ¿Cuántos están listos para un año de manifestación? Are you ready? Are you really ready? All right. Now, before we get into this message, I want to give you a couple of instructions, all right, in order for you to be able to see what God is going to do. Number one, I want you to write down what your goals are and what your vision is for this year. I've been telling you to do this for the last few weeks. If you haven't done it yet, let's, let's start doing that. Start writing down what are your goals, what do you want to see God do this year. And then what I want you to do is I want you to do something about reaching that goal every week. Uh, quiero primero que usted comience a escribir la meta y la visión que usted tiene para este año. Y luego, cada semana, haga algo para moverse más cerca de esa meta. Every week, do something to get closer to that goal. Can you say amen? And then when you're, when you're doing that, keep documenting, journal what God is doing, how, how you're getting along toward that vision. Luego vaya documentando cómo es que Dios está haciendo las cosas. Because... You and I have to stay focused. Tenemos que mantenernos enfocados. We have to remain uh, with our eye on the goal. Tenemos que mantener nuestra visión, nuestro ojo sobre la meta. If you wake up every Monday and just say, well, let's see what this week brings. 
You're going to end the year without any major breakthrough in your life. Si usted se levanta todos los, los lunes y dice, bueno, a ver qué me trae esta semana, usted no va a tener éxito grande en este año. And if you want to see a change, si usted quiere ver una diferencia, you have to start doing something every week that moves you closer to that goal. Comience a hacer algo todas las semanas que lo mueva más cerca a esa meta, a esa visión, a ese llamado. If you're If your spiritual goal is to is to uh, read more of the Bible, then make a step toward that every single week, every single day. If you want to pray better, you want to have a better prayer life, make a step every single week. If you want to understand a certain topic from the Scripture better, study on it every single week. If you want to get uh, debt free, do something to be debt free every single week. Say amen, somebody. I'm giving you some practical stuff here, all right, just at the outset, because I want to give you some tools so that you can fight off the routines of life that rob you of being able to see some victory in your life. And then document this progress. And the important part about that is when you document it, you can go back and see, look what the Lord has done. Look how God met my need. Look how God provided. Look how God brought me forward. And I just want to tell you that when you look at when you look at Bethel School of Ministry, you look at Kingsway Church, you look at Unified Pentecostal Local Churches, you look at my own personal life, all the things you see in my life have been written in a journal somewhere before you ever saw them. All right, God, God works uh, by getting us to agree with Him, and something happens when you write stuff down. It makes it more real. It puts it puts a a burden on it. And then when you talk about it, it makes it even more real. All right, so will you do that? That was so weak, I don't even, I don't think you heard me. I said, will you do that? Do you want to have breakthrough or not? Well, Pastor, if I get around to it, I might. Well, get around to it. Say amen, somebody. It's time to advance. Es tiempo de avanzar. See, here's, the, here's the, the reason we have to do this. If you don't know where you're going, you won't know when you get there. How will you know that you're succeeding if you don't know what success looks like? Or how to measure it? Si usted no sabe a dónde va, no tiene una meta clara, usted no, no va a saber si ha llegado o no. And really, a lot of people are a lot happier than they think they are. If they would just realize, I've met a lot of goals in my life because they haven't written them down. They're not clear about them. They don't know that they're winning. If a lot of you are winning. You don't know it. So smile. Look at your future and smile because you're a winner. Say amen, somebody. And God wants to bring you to a new level of success and a new level of achievement. And uh, the word of God instructs us to have a clear vision. La palabra del Señor nos, nos instruye a tener una visión clara. So let's say it again. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. All right, let's talk tonight about financial breakthrough. Esta noche vamos a comenzar hablando sobre el avance financiero. How many of you could use a financial breakthrough? ¿Cuántos quieren un avance financiero? Now listen, this is probably... The topic that is relevant on every level. 
Este es un tema que es relevante en cada nivel. If you are, uh, if you're broke, you definitely need financial breakthrough. If you're financially stable, you also need financial breakthrough. Because there's more that God wants to do through you to advance the kingdom of God. And so uh, don't ever just settle for where you are. You always can do more. Say amen, somebody. How many of you would like to give more? How many of you like to invest in the kingdom more? So everybody can enjoy the benefits of what I'm going to be teaching tonight and probably into next week. Here you have in 1 Kings chapter 16, you have a prophet. His name is Elijah. Elijah just kind of suddenly appears on the pages of history in chapter 17 of 1 Kings. We don't know anything about his background. We don't know what he was like, who was his mentor, any of that. We just know that he is a prophet of God. And he is one of the three high rank, most high-ranking prophets in the Bible. You have Moses, you have Elijah, and you have Jesus. All right, so Elijah's up there. He's in the upper echelons of prophets. And this man, when he prays, it doesn't rain. If he asks God not to let it rain, it doesn't rain. And when he prays and he asks God to let it rain, it rains. So he has influence with God. How many of you need influence with God? Well, Elijah has influence with God. And the Bible says that he said to the king of Israel, there will neither be dew nor rain in Israel until I give the word. El profeta uh, Elías da la palabra, dice, no va a haber rocío ni lluvia en Israel hasta que yo de la palabra. Now that's bold, isn't it? Eso es muy fuerte. Well, guess what? It did not rain, and there was no dew on Israel as long as Elijah didn't give the word. God honored his word. Dios honró la palabra del profeta y no envió ni lluvia ni rocío sobre Israel. And guess what happens when there's no rain and there's no dew? Drought. And drought leads to famine. Hubo una, una sequía. La sequía uh, llegó a ser una escasez tremenda Para no solamente Israel, pero todas las naciones alrededor. It didn't just affect Israel, but it affected the nations around Israel. And now Elijah was not just acting uh, without, without knowledge. He wasn't just spouting off. He knew what God's word said. Elías no está solamente hablando uh, sin rumbo, sino que él sabe lo que Jehová dice. He knew that in Deuteronomy 28, God said, If you rebel against me, I will withhold the rain from you. Él le dijo a Israel en Deuteronomio 28, Jehová dijo, si se rebelan contra mí, yo detendré la lluvia de los cielos. If you obey me, I'll send rain in its season. Si me obedecen, enviaré lluvia en, en su tiempo. Si no me obedecen, no, va, no enviaré la lluvia. Elijah knows this. Elías sabe esto. And he prays that God will act upon his word in the nation of Israel. Él conoce esto y él ora que Dios actúe sobre su palabra en la nación de Israel. And God honors Elijah's prayer and he honors Elijah's word. And here's what I want you to understand from this. That sin never just affects you. El pecado nunca solamente te afecta a ti. When Israel sinned, it affected all the nations around them. Cuando Israel pecó, Esto afectó todas las naciones a su alrededor. And the same thing is true for blessing. 
Blessing never just affects you. La bendición nunca solamente te bendice a ti, afecta a todo a tu alrededor. So if you're going to be under one or the other, if you're going to be under the, the, uh, the rebellion um, or under rebellion to God, it's going to have consequences. And if you're under obedience to God, that's going to have wonderful consequences as well. I'll let you decide what side you want to be under. But I want to be under the side that obeys God. Say amen, somebody. So Elijah now is in a drought that he called for. Elías ahora está en una sequía que él pidió. And the Bible says, the Lord says, I want you to go to the brook called Cherith. Ve al arroyo llamado Caret y ahí yo he enviado una ave que te sustenga. He said, I have provided, I have sent a raven to sustain you. Now that is a strange word right by itself, isn't it? Esa es una palabra muy rara ahí para comenzar. God says, I have commanded a raven to sustain you. He, 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 he mandado una ave, un cuervo, para que tu, te sustenga. The Bible says that Elijah went out to live by that creek, and every day the raven would bring him meat. Todos los días uh, el uh, cuervo le traía carne. And that raven sustained the prophet. Ese cuervo sostenía al profeta. Now, I don't know what kind of meat he brought him. No sé qué clase de carne le trajo. But it sustained the prophet. Esto sostuvo al profeta. And then the Bible said that the creek dried up. Luego el arroyo se secó. Well, of course the, the creek's going to dry up because the prophet said it was not going to rain for as long as he said so. So naturally, if it's not going to rain, there's not going to be any water in the creek, and the creek's going to dry up. Se le seca el arroyo, naturalmente que se secó el arroyo, porque él habló que no iba a llover hasta que él diera la palabra. What do you do when the creek dries up? Has your creek ever dried up? ¿Cuántos les ha pasado que se secó el arroyo? God gave you a blessing. He gave you a resource. He gave you a source of provision. Dios te dio una bendición, una fuente de provisión. And then the provision stopped. Luego la provisión se acabó. Now you can sit by that creek all day long or you can ask God where we're going next. Te puedes sentarse ahí en ese arroyo o puede preguntar, Señor, ¿a dónde vamos ahora? But here's the problem with a lot of God's people. They get stuck in yesterday's move of God. Muchos en, el, en la iglesia, en el pueblo del Señor, se atoran en el mover de Dios pasado. And they talk about how God used to do it and what God used to do. And God is saying, that creek is dried up. I've moved on. I'm going to do something new. Say amen, somebody. So now God says to Elijah, I want you to go to Sidon. That's a Gentile nation. Ahora Jehová le dice al profeta, quiero que vayas a Sidón. Es una nación gentil. And I have commanded a widow to sustain you. He mandado a una viuda para que te sostenga. Now I imagine if, if this was me, I would think, all right, the Lord has found a rich widow who's going to provide for my needs during this hard time. Quizá uh, Elías pensó como yo pensaría, Jehová 
ha preparado una viuda rica con mucho dinero, con una casa bien grande, y ella me va a sostener. He was probably imagining himself eating in a big Victorian house with, with little uh, lace doilies on the table and tea time, right? He was probably thinking, a widow's going to sustain me. Uh, and he's not thinking that she is broke. Él no está pensando que esta viuda no tiene nada. But he comes into town. Él llega a la ciudad y la viuda está recogiendo palos para hacer una comida. The, the widow is collecting sticks to make her last meal. Ella está recogiendo palos para hacer un fuego para cocinar su última comida. She's going to take the little bit of flour she has left and the little bit of oil she has left. She's going to make two tortillas. She's going to eat one. Her son will eat the other. And then they will starve to death after that. That's her plan. That doesn't sound like a great plan, does it? Ella tiene suficiente harina para unas dos tortas. Y el aceite va a ser las tortas. Ella se va a comer uno y el hijo otro. Y luego se van a morir de hambre. It's just, I always think this lady must have been Hispanic because she thought, I'm going to die, but I'm going to die full. I'm going to eat my last meal. Now, Elijah comes to town, and he says, bring me a glass of water. Llega el profeta a la ciudad y dice, tráigame un vaso de agua. Now, what are we in? A drought. Estamos en una sequía. He's asking for something that's scarce. Está pidiendo algo muy raro. And the scripture says that she went to get it. Ella salió a recibir o a buscar el agua. And then Elijah said, and while you're at it, bring me some bread. Mientras vas, tráeme un pedazo de pan. And now she speaks up. Ahora ella habla. And she says, don't you realize that I am gathering sticks to cook my last meal for me and my, my son, and then we're going to die. And the prophet says to her, okay, but bring me some bread first. El profeta le dice, está bien. Tú dices que te vas a, vas a hacer esta última torta y te vas a morir. Está bien, pero tráeme a mí el pan primero. Here is key number one to financial breakthrough. Aquí está la clave número uno para el avance financiero. Are you ready? Write this down. Number one, in order to have a financial breakthrough, you need a word from God. Número uno, para tener un avance financiero, necesitas tener una palabra de Dios. This woman is in dire crisis. Esta mujer está en una crisis tremenda. She's at the end of the end of the rope. Ella está al final de, del mecate. She's run out of options. Ya se le han acabado las opciones. I pray nobody's there tonight. But if you are, God can start from zero. God can work with 10. God can work with 20. Wherever you are, God can work with that. Are you listening? Ella está en el cero. Y Dios la ha mandado a sostener al profeta. God has commanded her to sustain the prophet. 
And this is what Elijah says. Look at verse uh, 14. Mira el, el verso 14 ahí. Primera de Reyes 17, 14. First Kings 17, 14. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. Así ha dicho Jehová. I want you to underline those words. Thus saith the Lord. Uh, subraye esas palabras ahí. Así ha dicho Jehová. Listen, if you're going to get out of a financial crisis, you need a word from God. Si usted quiere salir de una crisis financiera, usted necesita oír la palabra de Dios. If you want breakthrough in your finances this year, si usted quiere uh, recibir victoria en sus finanzas, Este año, eh, usted necesita la palabra de Dios. You need a word from God. And listen, I already gave you a word from God. Let's say it together. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. See, it's the thus saith the Lord that makes the difference. Es el así ha dicho Jehová que hace la diferencia. There's no breakthrough in any area of our life, whether it be financial or spiritual or emotional or relational, whether it be your health. No breakthrough comes without a word from God. Why? Because he is the Lord of the breakthrough. El avance no llega si la palabra de Dios. ¿Por qué? Porque él es el Señor de el avance. And you need the word from God. Necesitamos la palabra de Dios. Now, here's what Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says. It says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of Christ. Dice Romanos 10, 17. La fe viene por el oír, el oír la palabra de Dios. Now, in, in that verse, if you'll just leave it up for a minute. That word, in, in that verse, the word word in Greek is the word rhema. En este texto, uh, la palabra palabra es en el griego la palabra rema. Everybody say rhema. That's spelled R-H-E-M-A. Uh, rhema. And in Greek, the word rhema is interesting. Uh, in other parts of the Bible, when it talks about the word, it says logos. En otras partes de la escritura, cuando habla de la palabra, habla de logos. The Logos is the written word of God. El Logos is la palabra escrita de Dios. But Rhema has a different meaning. La palabra Rhema tiene algo diferente. It means the living voice. La palabra Rhema significa la palabra viva o la voz viva. In other words, when you read the Bible, cuando usted lee la Biblia, and you're reading the letters on the, the words on the page, you're reading the Logos. Cuando usted estudia la palabra y usted está leyendo el texto, usted está leyendo el Logos. He's reading the written word of God. But when suddenly while you're reading, something grabs you by the Spirit. Cuando de repente mientras usted lee, algo lo, agra lo abraza, lo agarra de su interior. And you realize that it's for me. God is speaking to me right now through the living word. 
Usted entiende? Oh, Dios me está hablando a mí. How many of you have ever had that happen? ¿A cuándo le ha pasado eso? This is the rhema. Este es la, la, el rhema de la palabra de Dios. And the Bible says that rhema produces faith. El rhema de Dios produce fe. So it might be that you're going through a financial crisis and Pastor Isaac comes and, and reads a verse and while he's reading it, something grabs you in the spirit. Or it might be you're at home, you're reading the word of God and while you're reading it, something grabs you in the spirit. Or maybe you're listening to the radio and Chuck Swindoll or Charles Stanley or Tony Evans or somebody out there says something and as they're reading the word, something grabs you and and it grabs you in the inner man, and this is more than just head knowledge, you realize, I have just heard the voice of God. Usted entiende, yo acabo de oír la voz de Dios. I'll give you an example. When I was in college, I needed to pay my tuition. I didn't have any money. And we came to the day where you either paid up or you moved out. And, and so I thought I was going to move out. And that night before, I was tossing and turning in bed. I looked like a door. I was just swinging back and forth. I, was, I didn't want to go home. I knew God had called me to, to Bible school. I knew I was in the place God had called me, but I didn't have the money. And then suddenly, the word of the Lord came. He that began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. And the rhema came into my spirit. It was the word of God, the living voice. And I fell fast asleep. I knew God had it. Breakthrough had begun. Breakthrough was visiting my house. Nothing in my circumstances had changed, but the rhema of God had produced faith for a breakthrough. Say amen, somebody. The next morning, I go to work. I worked on campus. There's an inner office envelope that says, report to the president's office. I said, I didn't know when they kicked you out of school, they took you to the president's office. Now, that's a big deal. So I went to the president's office, he said, Isaac, early this morning, I received a phone call. There's a, a family that wants to give a generous contribution to a student who is going into the ministry and who is worthy of this scholarship. And the first person the Holy Spirit brought to mind was you. He said, don't worry about tuition. It's been paid for. For this semester and next, you're covered. Say amen, somebody. That's the power of the rhema of God. That's the power of the word of God. So if I were you, I wouldn't miss a single sermon that's preached in this church. I wouldn't miss a single Bible study because God is talking to you here. Dios aquí te está hablando, así que si yo fuera usted, yo no me perdería nada de lo que se dice en esta iglesia. How come you can afford to miss what every other pastor is teaching in town? Because they're not your pastor. God didn't give them a word for you. So guess what? If this is your church, if I'm your pastor, you need to be here to hear the word of the Lord because God is speaking to you. Say amen, somebody. And tell me whether or not God has not brought breakthrough to your life through the word that has been preached and proclaimed in this house. Say amen. If that's true, say amen. So guess what? That is the first step. That's why you got to be in the word. That's why you got to know the word because until you get the thus saith the Lord, your faith doesn't rise to the level that it needs to rise for breakthrough to come. Hasta que usted reciba el así ha dicho Jehová, usted su fe no puede estar el nivel que tiene que estar para recibir 
el, el avance. Now, not only do you need the rhema of, of God, sometimes uh, it also comes through a prophetic word. A veces viene por la palabra profética. Or a word from a man of God. O una palabra de un siervo de Dios. Now, sometimes this happens directly. A man of God comes to you, a woman of God comes to you, says, Thus saith the Lord. How many of you have ever had that happen? It's kind of scary, right? Thus saith the Lord. ¿Cuántos le ha pasado que un siervo de Dios, una sierva de Dios viene y dice, Así ha dicho Jehová? And that prophetic word is what it takes to produce breakthrough. Esa palabra profética produce el quebrantamiento, el, el avance. Uh, maybe it's, that's direct, that's a direct prophetic word. Quizás es una palabra directa, profética. Sometimes it's indirect. A veces es indirecta. I'm preaching or a pastor's preaching, a minister's preaching, and while they're just un, unleashing the word, suddenly you hear a phrase that you realize that was a prophetic word for my life. A veces estoy predicando yo, un pastor, un siervo del Señor, a uno de los ancianos, y mientras ellos están predicando, de repente oye usted una frase y usted entiende, esa es una palabra profética para mi vida. And that is the catalyst for breakthrough. Eso es lo que se requiere para recibir una, un avance en su vida. When a man of God releases the word of God, the prophetic word of God, something happens in the spirit. Cuando un hombre de Dios desata la palabra de Dios, algo ocurre en el espíritu. Now listen, that does not make it inevitable. Eso no lo hace inevitable. What do you mean, pastor? That does not mean that if, if I say to you, thus said the Lord, by Monday morning you're going to have a job. It does not mean that if you don't go out and look for a job, that the job is going to land on your lap. You've got to receive the word. You've got to believe the word. We'll get to that in just a minute. This is 2 Chronicles 20.20. Segunda de Crónicas 20.20. It says, put your trust in the Lord your God and you will be established. Trust in his prophets and you will succeed. Dice la palabra del Señor. Confía en Jehová tu Dios y serás establecido. Confía en sus profetas y tendrás éxito. Listen, I don't, I don't preach here just because I don't have anything else to do. Believe me, I love to preach. But I don't just preach because I love to preach. I wear myself out every week to see what does thus saith the Lord. What does God want to say to Kingsway Church? What does God want to say to the families of this church? And when, when the word of God is released, you have a choice. You can believe or you can shrug it off. So if pastor says, this year, uh, you're in a season of miracles. Some people received that. Some people shrugged it off. Some people received a miracle. Some people did not. It's not inevitable. You have to do your part. You have to put your confidence in the word you have heard from God. And what are we saying tonight? Say it again. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. Do you receive the prophetic word? I said, do you receive the prophetic word? If you do, give praise to God for just a minute. Hallelujah.
This year, Breakthrough will visit my house. Say it again. This year, Breakthrough will visit my house. Are you about ready for something to break loose over your life? God is unleashing a prophetic word over you tonight. This woman heard the word of the prophet. Thus saith the Lord. That's why I love being a preacher. Because I get to tell you what God has said. Thus saith the Lord. He said, listen. The bowl of flour will not be exhausted. Nor the jar of oil empty until the day the Lord sends rain. You are about to receive supernatural provision. Estás para recibir provisión supernatural. And let's go to number two. Here's the second thing that is necessary for breakthrough. You must be willing to obey. Número dos, para recibir un avance, tienes que estar dispuesto a obedecer. Look at verse 15. Verso 15, 1 Kings 17, 15. I want you to underline this with me. So she went and did. Underline went and did. Subraya ahí lo que dice ella fue y hizo. Say that with me. She went and did. Tell your neighbor, go and do. Tell them again, go and do. What did the prophet say? Your flour will not run out. Your oil will not run out until God sends rain upon the earth. Very next statement. She went and did. God is looking for immediate obedience. Dios está buscando obediencia inmediata. You see, if you, if you hesitate for a minute, every kind of excuse will come in and, and rob you of the rhema. Si usted pone un momento de, de, de pensarle a ver si sí o si no, usted va a perder el rema. How many of you have had that happen? God gave you an instruction. ¿Cuántos le ha pasado? Dios nos da una instrucción y luego la pensamos. We start thinking about it. Well, can I afford that? Can I really do it that way? Lo puedo hacer. Está en el presupuesto. A ver qué pasa. The moment you start doing that, you are rolling back your breakthrough. Si usted hace eso, usted detiene el avance. Say amen, somebody. Tell your neighbor, go and do. She went and did according to the word of Elijah. Ella fue y hizo de acuerdo a la palabra de Israel, de, de Elías. She didn't do what she thought. She did what he said. She could have said, well, you know, okay, if I split it into three, I can make three tortas, and then we'll all die together. You know, well, we'll just work it out. And she went and did according to his word. Listen, you want a breakthrough? Do you want a breakthrough? You've got to obey God. You got to obey Him immediately, and you got to obey Him specifically. Si usted quiere un avance, tiene que obedecer a Dios. 
tiene que obedecerle inmediatamente y obedecerle específicamente. If he says go do A, B, and C, it doesn't mean go do C, B, and A. You see, human nature, we like to get in there and we like to rewire what God is up to. It doesn't need our help. Dios no necesita nuestra ayuda. Él necesita que lo obedezcamos. He wants you to obey him. Listen, I, I shared with you on New Year's Eve what the, what the Bible says, uh, Jesus speaking. He said, wherever the master is, the servant will be also. Jesús dijo, donde el maestro esté, ahí estará el siervo. Listen to that. Because this is usually how we, we want it. We want the master to be where we are. Normalmente queremos que el maestro esté donde estamos nosotros. And it doesn't work that way. We say, God, I'm going on this journey. I'm making these plans. I have these, I have these agendas. Would you come with me? God doesn't look for that. He says, where I am, you be there too. Where the master is, you show up. Because, I mean, imagine the master is going on a journey and he needs, he's got a servant that's carrying all the money and then he turns around to the, to the servant to say, give me uh, 10 gold coins and the, the servant isn't there because he's out shopping. Window shopping. Or he's in a local restaurant or he's catching a coffee at Starbucks. What does he say? Where the master is, the servant is also. If the master takes a step, the servant takes it with him. That meant somebody. You've got to get on God's page and do it his way. Tenemos que ponernos en la hoja que Dios está y hacerlo de su manera. Amen. So next week we're going to talk about what does God say about finances. So that we could do it according to his way. La semana que viene vamos a hablar de qué dice Dios para hacerlo de acuerdo a su manera. Tell your neighbor, do it God's way. See, God's way always works. El, la, la manera de Dios siempre trabaja, siempre funciona. She went and did as he commanded, as he instructed according to the word of Elijah. And here's number three. In order to have a financial breakthrough, you must be willing to sow a seed. Para tener un avance financiero, tiene que sembrar una semilla. Look, God is not need-driven or focused. He is seed-focused. When he wants to provide for Elijah, he looks around, says, who has a seed? Who has something to give? And when they give that, I'm going to bring breakthrough into their house. Probablemente está buscando a alguien donde él, para sostener al profeta, y él dice, ¿a dónde voy a buscar? Voy a buscar a alguien que tiene algo para dar. Que tiene una semilla, algo que pueda sembrar, something they can sow into the kingdom of God or sow into the purpose of God. This woman, how big was her offering? ¿Qué tan grande era la ofrenda de esta mujer? Well, if you look at it in the natural, her offering was one 
torta, one tortilla. Sofrenda era una torta. Doesn't seem like much, does it? But when you look at it in the bigger picture, you realize she gave all that she had. Ella no dio una torta. Dio todo lo que tenía. This is a big offering. Esta es una ofrenda grandísima. Same thing happened in the New Testament when the woman brought her two pennies and she gave them to the Lord and Jesus acknowledged her as having given more than everybody else. Well, the other guy gave ten gold coins. The other guy gave five gold coins. The other guy gave silver. The other guy gave copper. She gave all. Now, I'm not telling you to give all. God will tell you to do that if he wants you to. Twice in my life, he's asked me to give him all. And twice in my life, I have obeyed him. The only two times he's asked me to do that, and I've done it. And I can tell you that he has unleashed provision into my life. Dios, en dos ocasiones, el Señor me ha pedido todo. Y cuando yo se lo he dado, él me ha dado provisión supernatural. I don't, I don't know how much God is going to tell you to give, but tonight is the beginning of you going to the Lord and saying, Lord, I want breakthrough in my finances. What do you want me to sow? What do you want me to give? And whatever he asks you to give, give it. Not a, not a dollar more and not a dollar less. And you're going to see that when, when you honor God by bringing him a seed, it becomes a point of contact for you and the miracle that you need. Cuando usted da una siembra, una ofrenda, usted dice, Señor, ¿qué quieres que yo siembre? Para poder recibir este, este avance financiero en mi vida. Y usted le obedece, y obedezcale a Dios, no de ni más ni menos. Solamente lo que él le pida. Usted va a ver que eso se forma un punto de contacto. God is looking for a point of contact. All he needed was one woman who would sow what she could. Dios estaba buscando una mujer que sembrara lo que podía. And out of that, a whole house was going to be fed. De eso, toda una casa iba a ser sostenida. Same thing happens in the, in the Gospels. Lo mismo ocurre en los evangelios. You remember the little boy, he brought his sack lunch. ¿Se recuerda del niño que trajo su, sus panes y sus peces? He brought his fish and his bread, and when he sowed that seed, a whole multitude got fed. Él dio esa semilla y toda una multitud fue uh, alimentada. That's what God can do with the seed. Eso es lo que Dios puede hacer con una semilla. Here's what the Bible said. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. ¿Qué dice la Escritura? El que siembra escasamente, escasamente cosechará. Y el que siembra uh, generosamente, generosamente cosechará. Why is this so important? Because God is a giver. Dios es un dador. And God has put his nature in us. Dios ha puesto su naturaleza en nosotros. And when you and I 
give, when we sense the generosity of God, the generosity of spirit, we are acting on the DNA of heaven. Cuando usted y yo sentimos la generosidad, estamos actuando sobre la, la uh, ADN del cielo, en la naturaleza de Dios. And because God is a giver, we're givers. Porque Dios es dador, nosotros somos dadores también. And so I want to encourage you to begin to prepare a seed that you're going to sow into the kingdom of God. And do it as quickly as you can. Quiero animarle a dar una semilla en el reino de Dios y hágalo tan pronto posible. We're going to be having our expand conference second weekend of February. Uh, that's when we receive our vision offering. If that's the amount of time you need uh, to put that together, then take that time. But don't sleep on it. Amen, somebody. Because financial breakthrough requires something to break on the inside of you. And nothing breaks faster when it comes to money and finances than when you and I give. Cuando usted y yo damos, se quebranta el espíritu de mamón que está sobre el dinero. When you and I tithe and you and I give, we break the spirit of mammon that's on our money. Here's what mammon tells you. If you give it away, you'll never have enough. And when you give, when you tithe, that spirit is broken off your money, and now there's a new spirit on it, and it's the blessing of God. Say amen, somebody. And when the blessing of God is on your, your finances, they multiply. They, they stretch. They get more done. Say amen, somebody. This woman sowed into the life of the prophet. That became a point of contact for her, and breakthrough came into her house. Esta mujer vio el avance llegar a su casa porque ella le dio a Dios. Now, money isn't the only thing we can give. El dinero no es lo único que podemos dar. But we're talking about financial breakthrough. So if you're talking about relationship breakthrough, guess what you have to give? Time. Words. Love. Connection. Communication. If you're talking about a breakthrough at the job, guess what you have to give? Number one, every day, excellence. Showing up on time. Being the best employee you can. Nobody say amen. If you want breakthrough in school, what do you got to do? Do your homework. Study. Show yourself approved. Every area where you want breakthrough is going to require a seed. Cada área donde usted quiera un avance va a requerir una semilla. You have to give something. There has to be a point of contact. Tiene que haber un punto de contacto. Y cuando usted da, ¿qué dice? El que da Generosamente recibe generosamente. The one that gives abundantly receives abundantly. Now you can let go of your wallet. I'm not taking an offering right now. I'm, I'm just telling you what God has said to me. For you. You can shrug it off with this shoulder. Or you can hoist it on your shoulder and carry it home and do it. My job is done. So, so when somebody comes and says, Pastor, I'm having breakthrough, visit my house. And you're sitting there saying, how come God doesn't do nothing for me? Don't look at me. 
Because the same sermon, the same teaching, the same flock, if you get different results, it's because you have not received the word for yourself. I believe tonight God sent me with this word because there's a 100% of you that want to receive the word of God. Have you received the word of God? Have you received the word of God? Then I want you to go and ask, Lord, I want to prepare an offering to sow into the kingdom of God on account of all that you've done for me, out of gratitude for all that you've done for me. And I'm going to believe that this is going to be the crack and the breakthrough moment in my finances, and I'm going to see breakthrough come into my house and my finances in the year 2020. Whatever he tells you to give, give that. Not a dollar more, not a dollar less. You know, one time the Lord asked me to give $500. I was, I was a young man. So that was, a, that was big money, $500. And I thought, uh, I can give eight. I got this. I, I'm going to give eight. I gave eight. By the end of the month, I said, Lord, I need $300. He said, Isaac, I didn't tell you to give eight. I told you to give five. He said, God doesn't need you to impress him. He needs you to obey him. You can't impress him. When you give what he requests, immediate obedience, you unleash into your life his, the, the breakthrough power of God into that area. And so tonight, I want you to begin by just receiving the word of the Lord. Let's stand up together. Vamos a ponernos en pie juntos. I want you to say this with me. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. One more time. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. Let's say it three times. Seal the deal. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. Now I want you to lift your voice to God and I want you to start worshiping Him and praising Him already. Comience a darle gloria y honra a Dios ya. If you have received the rhema, if you have received the prophetic word, I want you to start worshiping Him right now. Si usted ha recibido el rhema, ha recibido la palabra profética, comience a alabar a Dios. Breakthroughs coming to your house. Hell doesn't have anything to say about it. Listen to me well, devil. You have nothing to say about it. Victory and breakthrough are coming to Kingsway Church, the household of faith, because God has decided to bless. God has decided to bless. God has decided to, to visit Israel. Jehová ha decidido visitar a la iglesia Kingsway. Ha decidido visitar tu familia. God has decided to bless your home to visit your house.